Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 64. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney's creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine, SADMAG. Well, I want to talk about something today that really rankles me. Flaky people. You know who you are. The ones that say you're going to do something, then drop off the face of the planet, or string you along answering one of the three questions in your email, and then dropping off the face of the planet. Look, I get it. We're all overwhelmed. But what happened to just treating people like you want to be treated? If I could give one piece of advice to any creative out there, it's to answer your fucking emails in a timely fashion. And if you're going to be late with something, just a heads up would be nice. It's just cowardly otherwise. I'm sorry to yell at you guys right off the bat. Like maybe maybe this is me putting my perfectionist shit on everyone and I need to chill out. But I don't know. It just feels like basic professionalism, right? Like... This is why creatives, not to mention millennials, get a bad rep. So don't give them the satisfaction, people. Anyway, okay, lecture over. So I can't stop listening to my favorite murder since my chat with Angie last ep. I know I'm late to the party, but it's kind of great because now I have basically unlimited episodes to listen to. It's like finding a new show you like and it has like six seasons. So you know how fans of MFM call themselves murderinos? We should have something like that. Sadcasters, any thoughts? Well, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, know that I'll be at the Vancouver Podcast Festival doing a panel about how to start a podcast from idea to audio today at noon at the Vancouver Public Library. Come out and say hi. And when I say today, I mean November 9th. So there you go. Um, my guest today is the infamous Jake Puppy Teeth. If you haven't seen his artwork, I mean, immediately go to Instagram, but still listen to this podcast while you're doing it. Um, his work is amazing, super recognizable, and it's got such a cool voice, and I'm very excited to chat with him. So here's my chat with Jake. You have to edit out all the problematic things. That no, I'm no. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no problematic things. What are you going to say? Who knows? I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, um, I wonder if any of the thoughts in my head are like things that I shouldn't be saying on the podcast to censor myself sometimes you do not have to censor yourself <laughs> we can slap that explicit tag Perfect. actually i always forget to like say so <laughs> surprise content the only podcasts i listen to are murder ones so mm -hmm. i get like a lot of crime in my feed what's your and, favorite one um i like the last podcast people but they're also like super bro-y mm. so it's like a little too like a bunch of straight guys hanging out right, and it's right. like it can get a little bit exhausting I recently started listening to the Canadian True Crime podcast. Oh, and it's, I don't know that. Um, an Australian lady who lives in Toronto, and she, like, covers... But it's Canadian? She Yeah, she lives in Toronto, and she covers, like, Canadian true crime stories. Oh. So there's some really good ones in there. Spookier because it's closer to home. Mm-hmm. And she has kids, so she um, specifically says in all of her episodes that she avoids, like, graphic details about children and anything like that. So right, right. I don't like it that much because that's what I'm there for. <laughs> right, 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 right. Are you do you listen to my favorite murder? No, they're too twee for me. Oh. Like they're like too like cutesy. I don't know. I liked their Facebook group before I got shut down because of like problematic racism right, or right, something. Right, right. I don't know why it got shut down, but that's how because people would just post crime stories in there, like newspaper oh, stories yeah, yeah, from yeah, their yeah. hometown. So yeah. it was like a good source of readable material for me right. crime wise because I'm never satisfied wow so when has when did that fascination begin do you think well my given name is Olsen oh and since I was when I was a little kid my 
dad, I come from a really fucked up family. My dad told me that our uncle was Clifford Olson, the serial killer. What? And that we didn't talk to him. Like he was like our, our it was like a secret thing. He would get all hush hush on purpose about it. Is that true? No. <laughs> like when I was like 13, he's like, oh, I was just fucking with you. And like, I'm not related to him, but I've always been like obsessed Your dad's with serial funny. killer. Yeah. It's like I mean, apple that doesn't far fall from the tree. That's or as hilarious. my uncle would say, dirty cats have dirty kittens. Mm, so is that where your sense of humor comes <laughs> from, do you think? Yeah. My family's like all very cynical and morbid and yeah. I've inherited every single gene. So they must <laughs> like your work then. Yes. The only time when I first started putting out like kind of more personal stuff or things that seemed personal, my mom was kind of when I put out things that were like troublesome childhood things like moms mm. and kids she was like is this about me oh, like no. she's like people are gonna think it's about me even if it's not so that was kind of an issue but i've since told her that everything is fictionalized and i've even yeah. if it is like kind of related to me i always amplify it because that's yeah artistic what the internet's license. for yeah yeah, well, yeah just to like expand on the minor traumas to make them into like funnier traumas mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's what any artist does, especially, like, even, like, think of comedy. Like, you take one little thing. Yeah, exactly. Or say something happened to you. Like, you know, you can always, like, things are funny if they're personalized. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I make it seem like something happened coming from me, that makes it more engaging. Yeah. Did you ever get into trouble doing anything other than, like, with your mom? Mm, no, I don't think so. I try, I don't know, sometimes when I've written pieces for like vice or things like that about dating and relationships Mm -hmm. and stuff I like offer to give advice to people but it's like in a very like tongue-in-cheek kind of way like don't actually take my advice Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm not like a qualified person to be giving you advice like that's why it's funny yeah um sometimes people have like emailed me like and they actually like did things that I said and (laughs) I feel like I feel like I shouldn't give directives to anybody even if they're like jesting directives because like big disclaimer yeah exactly like don't actually listen to me (laughs) <laughs> but the but it's really funny. Do you enjoy writing the advice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like writing stuff. I like um, probing the internet for people to like write to me with questions mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm kind of lazy when it comes to writing. So I like when I have the prompts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have basically the first chunk written and I just have to reply to it instead yeah. of me having to kind of craft it from scratch. But you're but you can craft it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. seen your writing. You're that's a good kind writer. Of, that's what I want to break into is writing more fiction mm-hmm. and just, like, fictionalized pieces rather than, like, writing articles and kind of yeah. lifestyle-y things. I'd like if I, like, fully embraced just writing, like, a story. Yeah. Vice yeah. isn't really, like, that's not the platform to do that. So. Right, right. So I read somewhere you were going to maybe try writing a book. Yes. I have... I really want to do another graphic novel, but I also want to do, like, a short novella kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So would you write about murder then, since it's a fascination of yours? There would probably be a crime element. Yeah. 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 I'm really obsessed with, like, crime in general um, and loose morals in general. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like there would be a seedy underbelly to it no matter what I do there's always some sort of like subversion yeah, to it yeah. like criminal subversion yeah so I feel like that would be an element in it for sure do you have any like outline at all or any like vague I have idea? things like drafted I have like scraps of paper I'm a hoarder yeah, and, yeah like yeah. it's very disorganized but you have I have a drawer like, of like ideas a, for the novel <laughs> I have um a filing cabinet nice yep. actually, yeah yeah 
nailed it (laughs) i have yeah so it's very loose but i do have like an idea of like what i would make it about so it's just a matter of getting to it sure yeah what are you reading because you can't stop reading um so in 20 and my new year's resolution Mm -hmm. 2018 resolution was to read a book a week and i realized that was feasible until like three weeks in Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Life gets in the way a bit. Um, yeah, it, it was, like, very, like, I started it when I was kind of, like, on a winter hiatus. So it's like, didn't have anything to be doing. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this is really easy. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't when you actually have, like, projects to be doing and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bills to pay. Audiobooks. You could yeah. do two things at once. I can't. I l- listened to one audiobook, and I didn't like it that much. I don't I know. find, I like, can't. I drift in and out, and then I miss stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what happens to me. Yeah. And I can I'm okay with crime podcasts, but when it's like I feel like when it's fictionalized anything, it's hard for me to stay engaged with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but right now I'm reading um a western called Lonesome Dove. Mm. Um, famous, it, right? I've yeah, it won the Pulitzer. So, yeah, nailed it it's, again. It's <laughs> thick. Uh it's like a thousand pages. Um but the book before it I read was Ivanhoe. Okay which was written in the 1800s and set in like medieval times so it was and it was like written in old-timey literature it's because i was really into the idea of like um robin hood and he's Mm. has like a cameo in it basically (laughs) so then i got stuck reading like this other thousand page book so basically this western is a lot easier to digest and it's really good and i have like 300 pages left and it's I highly recommend it so far. Oh, wow. People are like, even if you don't read Westerns, make sure you read Lonesome Dove. Wow, like, okay. I like Westerns as it is, so I like it even more. Wow, okay. There's a reco like that. I find that I don't have any time to read, which is very upsetting. But, um, yeah, I, I should make a resolution. How do you do that, though? That's a long-distance relationship. Um, Amtrak. You're <laughs> right, you're right. Um. I don't know, living in the downtown east side drains the life out of me. Mm. So it is kind of a rejuvenating thing to be able to take the train. And since I work for myself, I just set my own schedule anyway. So Did you ever move? Um, Not right now, politically. I think it's yeah. spooky. Yeah, good, um, good call, good call. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've like thought about, oh, should I get apply for like an O-1 visa, like an artist visa, and pop across the border and like just work from there. But I don't know, I can take my tablet and my drawing stuff and I can get stuff scanned there and mail stuff from there so and everything goes through Canadian banking so Mm, I can basically work freelance from there and make money while I'm there but legally yeah and I got a Nexus card. They're probably going to listen to this and, like, fucking No, they're not. Um, no one listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. No one listens. Um, yeah, I got a Nexus card, so the um, border customs agents don't ask me as many questions anymore. Nice. So Easy breezy. Like, yeah. Okay, that's good. So speaking of your process, just because you touched on uh, scanner tablet, are mm-hmm. you working primarily, like, like pen and ink, like, or paint or are you working like digitally um i was working with pen and ink until just earlier this year and until i was the ipad <laughs> i got a wacom oh yeah a, bucking a, the trend a cintiq okay um, nice. <laughs> nice. i yeah i guess ipad is gonna get photoshop on it now the new one yeah so well, maybe i'll that. switch but right now i really like the one i have um I find that I'm always towing this line between like being like a highbrow serious like gallery showing artist because mm-hmm. I went to Emily Carr and mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. 
I don't know, this, like, I have this, like, snooty idea in my head of, like, oh, I should, like, snub making digital art and blah, 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 but also, like, the bread and butter of my life is, like, selling t-shirts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this more, like, low-brow, like, lifestyle of designing, like, band art or tattoos or things like that, mm-hmm. and all of that's just so much easier to do with a tablet. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that that's going to ever be hanging in a museum wall so why make it on a piece of paper and scan it in yeah because it just saves me time and energy to like have it digitized to begin with Mm -hmm. well and it keeps like those pieces that you do make like that much more rare yeah because i had that show in montreal that opened earlier this month and i feel like like those are all like 24 by 36 inch like nice gouache paintings like i did them all like all traditionally blah, blah blah and i feel like those moments I need to make sure I still do that mm-hmm. while also balancing it with just doing like digital kind of commissions and things like that. Are you that. worried you'll like lose your your edge? Yeah I'm worried I'm, I'll lose my edge and I'll just like I do want to have like some semblance of respect in like the artistic community mm-hmm. rather than just like being um an illust like a digital illustrator like wow you fan that do you not respect digital illustrators i do i do it most of the time (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like there has to be like i don't know see this is the problematic things i was talking about (laughs) it's gonna bubble to the surface Um. well i i mean i i I get it i mean i went to emily card too yeah very brainwashy to like think that but also I feel very isolated from, like, a highbrow arts community. But I just do mm-hmm. feel like I want to be able to, like, respectably show in galleries and, like, have, like... I do, like, objects, like, nice objects of art. Mm-hmm. So when I think about making something digitally, I don't put as much, like, seriousness into it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. an element of... Like, I, I don't stress about it because I just think it is a disposable thing and I feel like a lot of people online treat me almost like a meme account Mm. like there's like a lack of authorship right so people will just share things and not credit and like because they don't really see a person behind it and I think yeah that's the culture we live in though so I feel like if I am making like physical objects and like showing those in real spaces I feel like that kind of draws me back into this like tangible mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. makes you feel better like yeah. inside yeah do you feel like you fit in in a specific crowd mm, no <laughs> <laughs> short answer no like I feel like I don't belong in like an institution antiseptic gallery world mm-hmm. and I don't really fit into the comic book world Mm-hmm. I don't really fit into like a lowbrow like pop surrealist like juxtapose magazine world but maybe that's what makes you successful you know yeah I kind of I like to balance a lot of things together and I like to keep making new types of art mm-hmm. um, I started making like latex masks and like weird stuff like that and like yeah. dressing up as my own characters like cosplaying my own characters yeah talk stuff. to me about the drag carnivals the drag carnivals it was its third year this year um we did it for pride at the rickshaw and i performed as pop puppy teeth Mm -hmm. which was the titular character from my graphic novel and he that book is set in 1955 so basically i wrote the character that he hadn't performed since like 1955 Mm -hmm. and And then that was was you washed up Yeah. yeah so 
he had kind of just been like in retirement and when I was getting my makeup done I was telling the makeup artist like don't think of it as like a person dressing up as a clown think of it as like a clown as a species like there's not a person under here so mm, like mm, don't mm-hmm. worry about it like trying to make it look like a, I have a costume on like yeah change my actual like yeah. face so I was wearing like latex pieces over my eyes and like it was nightmarish I have <laughs> yeah. to say I mean I loved it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was kind of like um it was very hard to be in because I had my ears taped back so I couldn't hear anything and I had the latex over my eyes so I couldn't really see anything okay. so it was like really hard for me to like perform because I'd been rehearsing it but without the makeup on oh, so right. it was like a, a whole different universe to like not even be able to like hear yourself talking really right yeah oh that's awkward but you you'll continue uh, performing as that character or what do you think? yeah it's a lot of work to get it's a lot of work and a lot of money to get into costume right like just because it's like full latex prosthetics yeah, that I have wow. to get like made every time that's crazy so I've been thinking about like scripting also like pivoting to video and making like videos with pop instead of um, something where I actually have to bring people into a room to watch it. I feel like I could just like make a video and get more value (laughs) out of being in costume. Oh yeah, you should just like record a bunch in one setting. Like I would record, yeah. yeah. Because otherwise it's a waste of doing it. Exactly. So I would just like spend the day and it like gradually gets like degraded and my lips start peeling off and stuff so (laughs) that's part of it too yeah exactly (laughs) oh i like that 14 hours on that and oh man do you remember the first time you ever saw drag um when was the first time i saw drag i've been going to drag shows in vancouver since i was 18 or 19 and i don't think i'd been to i hadn't been to a drag show before then but i've always i've loved divine for forever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like john waters oh, yeah. and so i feel like divine and like rupaul were probably like my first i don't know i was trying to think cuz i saw um tu wong fu when i was really young too so i didn't really understand drag culture but i knew what drag queens were mm-hmm. and i feel like divine is the first person that made it like click in my head like like what drag was and like brought that underbelly to it like the seedy underbelly oh, man, that, John Waters is so yeah <laughs> it's like he's iconic and like I don't know if you've ever seen old photos of me but I had like a pencil mustache oh, for like you? two years oh, wow. like I would yeah he's like eyeliner and like a safety razor and like shave one holy cow every day and that was a lot of work but but it's a look and it's kind of yeah you get it when yeah you see people that. like pull their kids away from me and like exactly <laughs> this is what i'm going for <laughs> keep them away from me oh man <laughs> do you think you'll ever have kids this is kind of an no. intense question <laughs> no <laughs> that's not an intense question short answer no okay i mean if i was to like find one in iga that like didn't have <laughs> a mom <laughs> I would like if like somebody's like you need to take if there was an apocalypse and right, someone's right. like you you need to take care of these children like there wouldn't be mine biological children right, right, right. but if I had to like care for an orphan child like if yeah. someone like left yeah. it on my you wouldn't let it die yeah exactly I wouldn't let a child die got but it I don't, <laughs> but I don't want my own excellent I like it okay so you were talking before we were rolling about um, turning your space into uh, a shop yeah um, puppy teeth secret boutique. Because I have the floor of a building in Chinatown that I rent out to other artists. So there's like nail salon in there. There's a girl who makes really rad backpacks and stuff in there. Um, and then if you keep walking into the back, there's like this cave that doesn't have any windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's where you live. And I painted it pink. <laughs> um, and yeah, I 
put a sandwich board outside and you can book appointments on my website and then you can show up to it. So I just tore down an extra wall to expand it that I'm going to have kind of a gallery side yeah. and I'll be able to do like product shots and like videos and things like that in there because mm -hmm. it's just a white space basically. Would you rent that out to other artists as well? I was thinking about doing like a Puppy Teeth residency. Mm, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also... I don't know if anyone would want to hang out back there. <laughs> like, it's, like, literally, like, hmm. a white box with You've no You've seen windows. rent prices here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like I could rent it out, but it also would be nice to not have to, like, keep tearing everything down. Like, just right. leave something kind of permanently installed would be yeah. handy for me. I don't know. I It's something that I've definitely considered because people can... I don't need any more tenants, but I could definitely like give back to the community mm. with like doing a residency or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Where do you um like what do you do if you get like artist block or do you? Um I don't really get artist block cuz I have I have too many ideas. Wow, no. so <laughs> prolific. <laughs> um I always have like a new project on the horizon that I'm kind of like wanting to get a start on and I'm always teaching myself new things which is important mm -hmm. like I'm um, new mediums or just like a new angle that I'm approaching something with mm -hmm. and it's a new medium that you got going on that might be cool um well I want to expand because I was doing the latex masks mm -hmm. and I want to keep working with latex or even branch into silicone mm. and working with like sculpture, like making like little dolls or making yeah. little like, yeah. Um, objects. Yeah. Little objects that I feel like would be interesting. The, I like the mask idea, but it takes so long to make one that I don't really think it's like a saleable product. But mm -hmm. I feel like if I made like, little like if I made a mold I could do like little dolls and so weird bodies for them and stuff and make like an addition of 10 yeah yeah and then that would be that'd be cool reasonable I just have to think when I'm making something like how can I make money off of this <laughs> <laughs> which is how an artist exactly shouldn't be thinking but um I find I don't know though I mean like we're talking about this in the last episode actually with um Angie who mm -hmm. makes and sells stuff um and she was like yeah you know like I I don't want to think about like what's gonna make money because then it makes me feel gross but then it's like yes but also how is that practical like you have to live so it's yeah gotta be a balancing act well i feel like my bread and butter is making like t-shirts and prints and like little sellable objects and i'm happy to like package those and write little handwritten notes and blah blah, blah and like send those out with love to people mm -hmm. and like taking that money and injecting it into a project that's more of a risk or something that's going to cost more money that I don't know if it's going to mm -hmm. really even break even but mm -hmm. at least I can comfortably pay for it with the things that I know do yeah yeah make money yeah do you ever feel like locked in your style yes I do I actually put out a shirt this week or last week and the eyeballs aren't squiggly on it <gasps> yes. and the first comment was like the eyes like threw me off <laughs> I was like yeah that's Get what most it. people say about the squiggly eyes usually yeah, <laughs> it's usually yeah. the other way around yeah, but yeah. yeah I feel like I it is kind of a style that I'm locked into but with the paintings that I did I don't know if you saw yeah I saw um, the, those but they some of them have squiggly eyes, some of them don't. They're kind of like more 
um, drawn back into like the style that I used to make stuff in before mm-hmm. it was like th- mm-hmm. uh, like as comic booky. Yeah. Do you th- do you find that eventually you'll evolve out of that style and create something new, or you'll always kind of do both? Or I feel like I can kind of like tread both worlds. Yeah. I, I think that it's good to have a signature style. Yeah. And it's definitely. good to be able for like when someone steals my shit that someone will tag me <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. hey, like credit puppy tea. Yeah. Um but at the same time, like I do want to be able to not be painted into a corner. Yeah. And I'd like to like I don't feel restricted. Like if I want to draw something in a different style, I'll just, just like do. draw it. Yeah. But again, it comes down to like will people be interested in this? Will people buy this? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah it's just a it's a numbers game really and i think that having the ability to be able to make easy saleable art enables me to make more abstract or Mm -hmm. more risky things would you actually do abstract abstract art i don't (laughs) no it's not your style you know what you're just like too smart i think you always want to have like yeah, you know, I just like I like it to be like witty. Yeah, I like yeah. I like humor a lot. Yeah, and I think that I I enjoy a lot of abstract art, and I like I like engaging with it. But I like it because I know that I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's like easy to enjoy because there's nothing to feel jealous about. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I like feel this like kind of pitted resentment of things that I feel like are like really lobby safe art they're like oh for sure so i'm just like "Mm, yeah i bet you that i bet you sold that for a lot of money that's cute good for you (laughs) like i see (laughs) um but at the same time i don't really like i like reading artist statements to a point but when people are just expounding about things that i i think are bullshit fallacies yes um with their abstract art i I'd rather just enjoy it for what it is than like read too far into it mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. read into like what they are reading into it. <laughs> yeah, or what they say they're reading into it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, fair enough. Um, who are some of your favorite artists? Mm, I really like Neo Roche. Um, he's a German painter. Um, I really enjoy. Um, there's a guy named Ryan Heschka who's yes, a Vancouver so artist. Yes, so good. Yeah, so I really good. like that like noiry style. He has, yeah. all, has a very vintage vibe. That makes vibe. sense. So people like that. Yeah, we're all, we're like very different paths, but there's kind of like a Venn yeah. diagram overlap totally, of interests. Totally. Yeah. Um, I really love his stuff. Um, I l- I read a lot of old old comic books. I like Chester Gold, who wrote Dick Tracy. Mm. I love Dick Tracy. I love Nancy, mm-hmm. like by Ernie Bushmiller. Um, yeah, I guess I could see. Yeah, there is like a vintage quality to your work. Yeah, but it's fresh though too. Yeah, a lot of my references are from old comics, like how, like poses and things like that, or from either like stills from old movies that I watch and like mm-hmm. digitally hoard, or <laughs> um, <laughs> or old books that I'll just scan like uh, old life magazines yeah, like yeah, old advertisements yeah. because I like people to look like they're very posed and like right stiff do you think you could live back then I don't think so I like the idea of it but I don't think that like being queer in that era would probably be not a picnic no probably <laughs> not um yeah I don't know I always like I've thought about this a lot and romanticized like 
when queer life was harder and like it was like more like in clandestine yeah Yeah. and like if that would be like a sexy thing or if that would be just like i don't know i don't like fucking in the woods (laughs) yeah yeah sounds prickly i don't know have you ever seen the movie advise and consent no um it's a film that like covers homosexuality like and it's from the 60s it's pretty progressive for the time but there's like there's a scene where he goes into like a gay bar like a gay bar in the 60s and there's like the crowd in it and it seems like it would be like a really cool place to hang out mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. but the fact that it could get like raided and then you would go to jail that's not cute not but good, like not that good. one scene and advice and consent You're looks like, really bitchin yeah <laughs> okay we're gonna play a thing so we do a thing on this podcast where it's just happy or sad so okay. we're gonna say a thing and you say happy or sad and we can chat more about it okay or not extrapolate if it if need be yeah okay okay so first one therapy mm. i'm gonna say inherently sad i've never been to therapy but my friends say they always cry after therapy but that might be happy crying but it seems like it's like unpacking crying which seems sad to me yeah okay fair uh mariah carey mm, happy that's like uh, my partner's favorite singer. Have you heard her new songs? I haven't. They're He's going to kill me. <laughs> okay, well, look them up because they're not bad. Is it GTFO? Is that, is That's that... not the best one. There's, like, one that she just came out with. Fuck, I can't remember the name, but it's pretty good. Have you seen the memes of people, like, comparing her with Michael Myers and, like, putting her face on no, Michael Myers? No, but that's head. funny. They actually look very similar. <laughs> it's kind of because they have, like, the high cheekbones right. and, like, the sad pout. Oh, well, she's but got her But they've been putting, Halloween like, Mariah Carey set. hair on a, on a Michael Myers head, and it's really funny. I love that. Maybe we'll add a photo of that to this. Um, okay. Clickbait. Um, sad because I think of like the money that's driving the news media industry mm, and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how like even the articles that I've written kind of sometimes get renamed into things that I'm Ugh, like mm. are you like why'd you change that title yeah and it's like I understand why you have to pay me so this has to get clicked on but I don't like it but I don't like it mm, fair okay uh ghosting oh I think that's happy <laughs> Cause that's what you do. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel it's Scorpio season. It's the first day of Scorpio season. I think that there has to be some solidarity in ghosting. When's your birthday? November twelfth. Uh huh. Day after Remembrance Day. Got it. Got day it. before will be Goldberg. Same day as Charles Manson. But hasn't anyone ever? <laughs> that's funny. Hasn't anyone ever ghosted you and you were like, "Fuck." I've been ghosted, but then I'm like, "Touche." <laughs> 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 like, you're playing my game. Right. Like you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah. I I don't know. I don't. I feel like ghosting is an inherently bad thing, but I feel like in the era that we're in, ghosting is okay. And it, maybe it's a bad thing that it's been normalized, but I think that relief that you feel when you're like, oh, I'm just not going to talk to that person ever again. That's yeah. like a good feeling. Like it's you empowering, kind of, maybe? Yeah, it's like cleansing your path. It's like, I'm an adult. I don't have to talk to you if I don't want <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. But then I feel like a lot of ghosters kind of pack it on with saying like they try to justify it by saying like oh it's emotional labor blah 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 like I don't have to give you like any time mm-hmm. of day but you, they are being the bad person like mm-hmm. there's no ifs ands or buts about it like you are yeah. the bad person if you can't communicate well enough it's to never talk to someone again <laughs> yeah but I feel like I don't know I feel like I'm, I'm a chivalrous ghoster oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, I'll like I'll, you like, doff your cap well, and then I'll like tie it. a bow on it and then <laughs> yeah, talk to you again okay, like okay. I'll like I'll kind of like Leave him with a Finish compliment? the chapter. <laughs> I'll be like, be like, 
say it in the past tense like this was fun got it like, and they gotta you know? really be listening yeah exactly okay fair enough um okay jocks mm -hmm. i the first thing i thought was date rape so bad <gasps> <laughs> no that makes sense um wait sad not bad happy or sad wait, yeah yeah you got sad. it got it <laughs> uh slurpees well it's been two weeks since I've had refined sugar, so I'm going to say sad. Wow. Good I for know. you. No, it's terrible. Well, wow. I'm all fucking squirrely. Well, yeah, that's a really tough one. I don't think I could do I that. have an insane sweet tooth. I bought a Vitamix at Costco to make smoothies to satiate my, like, nice. 2 a.m. Like, I need a piece of pie. Yeah. I've been making, like, a healthy smoothie. Man, Vitamix. I know. I'm just plugging. Plug in the 1%. <laughs> I know. I have a Costco card. Oh, my God. For one person? How? Yeah. It's $63 a year. Is your apartment just filled with rolls of toilet paper? <laughs> I actually hoard it because <laughs> because people use it too fast in my studio. So oh I have, God. yeah. So let's talk about uh, fashion. Oh. Yeah. So I really like your shirts and stuff. Are you going to, you're going to go into other things? Well, actually, you were talking about eye masks recently. Mm hmm I started making sleep, dream masks, dream actually. Mask. Like, oh. Dream. Nightmare masks. masks? No, the tagline is why wake up. Oh, good. Yeah. So I was there's the <laughs> angle like, that I was looking they're for. Like these, they have my eyes on them and they're crying. Pearlescent mm. blue paint. <laughs> oh, man. And you sleep with a sleep mask because I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have the weird, like, post apocalyptic street lights that they put in the downtown east side that shine yeah like yeah yeah it's like daytime like at nighttime. insect halogen lights mm -hmm, <laughs> like mm -hmm. that are like it's just like for people not away. to get run over no but well mine's in the alley but i feel like but people don't sleep there yeah but it also it makes me not be able to sleep because it's like my windows not fair and i thought about getting blackout curtains and then i thought maybe i'm the problem and i could just put a mask on i don't need my plants to be sad yeah for me to block out all the light yeah so good call and do you mask. wear them and are, are they durable because that's my beef with my eye mask is it like i just keep plugging products i get the ones from yoko yeah yeah oh you do um oh. yeah there's like a little two dollar one that has like a little nose piece like a like a shiny nose piece mine don't have that that i'm selling okay mine work really well too though so you don't use the one you make no <laughs> <laughs> i need to sell them <laughs> got it fair um is there any other like piece of like fashion you want to make like pants or socks or anything a lot of my when I'm thinking about like putting out a product, like I'm watch me, I'm gonna fucking people are gonna pull up the receipts when <laughs> I come out with the things I'm talking about and how I'm never gonna make them. But I don't like the idea of making like lapel pins or things like like I don't like pin culture that mm -hmm, much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't like, so I don't really want little things. I was thinking about like little enamel keychains would be cute because they have a function. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I that literally might be. just brainstormed a keychain today. Yeah, like an actual yeah. like. I have a cute, like, a Moomin one. Mm, nice. um, so I was thinking I could do something like that. Fashion-wise, I don't know if you know, I used to be a shoe designer. Get out. What? I used to work for Fluvog for a couple of oh, years. Like, really? Like, on a design team. How'd you get that? How'd that happen? Um, I worked on the sales floor for a really long time, and then I just kind of asked to be upgraded. That never works. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super good company for, like, wanting to treat their employees really well. And really? Making, yeah. And then that kind of like the office environment wasn't good for me. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> <laughs> shocker. Um, but 
footwear is something I've always been like into. Yeah. So the fact like the money that it costs to like put out a shoe you and the fact like knock on their door again, do a little cross promo. Mm, I don't know if I want to give them my energy anymore. Okay, fair enough. I feel like I've grown too much. Mhm. You're on another give them level. Any more of my <laughs> <laughs> creativity. <laughs> what kind of shoes do you think you'd do? Um I don't know. I I really like the idea of doing like simple canvas stuff and then doing stuff where I really like hand painted details and I did a lot of like hand finishing when I was there. So Mm -hmm. like hand dyed leathers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's all a matter of like my, the people who buy my stuff wouldn't buy that because it would be like $400. (laughs) Right, right. It's more like the people buying your paintings. Yeah. I feel like it would be more something if I collaborated with an existing brand, which is like a brand collaboration with a a clothing company would be Mm -hmm. the feasible next step what I would want to do. What's your dream collaboration? Um, Just put it in the universe. You never know. I don't really know who I'd want to do something with. I really think... I really like classic like Italian brands like Ferragamo and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. Or Valentino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valentino's kind of gone off the rails, so I could do something fun with them. <laughs> Rein them back into being normal. Right. Normal. No, yeah, quote I did unquote. air quotes there. Yeah. <laughs> quote unquote, you have to say it. <laughs> it's the radio. Um, okay, that's cool. What about what about a watch? I feel like a watch for you for some reason. Yeah, maybe there could be like a puppy teeth swatch. Yeah. <laughs> I, like. I like that. I, I don't know. I feel like if you go deep enough in the internet, you can get people to make anything for you. Well, that's true. But I think every time someone comes in here, I'm like, why don't you do that? I'm always telling them to do something <laughs> other than what they're doing. It's like the people who tell me to make calendars. Why don't you have a calendar? Because <laughs> no. your phone has a calendar. Leave yeah. me alone. Because <laughs> no one really uses them. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Except Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, right. Who keeps their calendar from 20 years ago? <laughs> That's just fucked up. Anyway, um, please tell me your favorite horror movies. Um, Whoa. let's see. I should have before I like prompted you to, <laughs> to talk D- about this. Hey, I I'm into it. Had my answers prepped. Um, love it. I really like the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched the new one opening night last Thursday. It was amazing. Really? Jamie Lee Curtis is iconic. I can't believe it's still good. Yeah. Well, it got bad. Like, the Rob Zombie ones aren't bad, bad, but they're... they're I never saw those ones, They're actually. their own thing. They're, like, Rob Zombified Halloween. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, Halloween canon goes, this one just picks up after the first one and pretends That's nothing good. else happens. So, Laurie Strode isn't related to Michael Myers. Oh, not her sister, okay, her, okay. Her sister anymore. Just, like, how it was supposed to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in the day. But I feel like it was, like, made for fans of that. Nice. Um, I'm also a really big like Stephen King adaptation fan, so I recently watched the Castle Rock series that has Sissy Spacek in it. Oh, I never saw that. It's like a TV series that came out okay. based in the town that he sets a lot of his novels in. Oh. It's like, Do you it's read like all a, his novels too? No. I've read like probably eight, I'm thinking. <gasps> Did you read Fear Street growing up? No. That was how Arl Stein's like like adulty one no it was like teen well like tweeny tween- like young yeah. adult no yeah. i was full on into steve like i read the shining when i was like 12 oh, God. like it was bad <laughs> but this <laughs> explains so much and now i'm gay <laughs> oh um, no oh no, no not related <laughs> not related okay, i feel else? like um 
Pet Cemetery really fucked me up when I was a kid. Like the book. Really? The book was Why? scary. Because they talked about Gage, the kid, his he got hit by a car. And there was a specific line in the book that talked about his head like got cracked off and oh, it was like, no, in the you street really like a bowl it. of tomato soup. Oh my god. And it like really visualized That's where I saved my shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That, you're gonna have to put a picture of that in yeah, the show I notes. I will. Okay, I will. For reference, yeah. <laughs> no one knows what you're talking <laughs> nope, about. No, they don't. <laughs> um, I feel like it's, yeah, that that one fucked me up. Um, I read Misery, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, so good. Kathy Bates won an Oscar. Can we just like that, for that movie? Yeah, she that's should. Iconic. It's fucking amazing. I was thinking about Kathy Bates because she's in the new American Horror Story oh, okay. series again. I watch it. But she also, did you read that they made a replica of the Titanic? What? There's Titanic 2, an Why? exact replica of the boat, and Why? they're doing the same trip. And you can Why are they tempting fate? Exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking. But also, I was thinking, why would I go on it if Kathy Bates isn't going to be on it? Like, well, she exactly. was in the movie. Exactly. Like, if Kathy Bates isn't there, like a celebrity cruise ship, like as her character, like old timey. Uh, forget it. I'm not going. No. But also, it's probably going to sink. <laughs> Someone's probably going to, like, take it down. It's going to be pretty iconic that people are going to, like, be filming them. Under, like, because that's what, if the Titanic happened when there was smartphones, that would be. Whoa. Pretty cool. <laughs> but then they'd all get wet. For, and for my work. true crime. They're not well, they like black boxes. Them. They're going to upload them as they're dying? Yeah, why not? Every, they could be live streaming. They could be periscoping. Oh, you're live streaming. to the open. Live stream. Like, yeah. You're right. You're right. They could be on Facebook Live, like getting those hearts. like. Right. And everyone's too mesmerized watching. No like, one's sinking. saving them. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. I don't know. I think when the Titanic 2 sinks, mm-hmm. because I'm going to predict that someone's going to make it sink, okay. and it's not going to be me, um, there will be really good recordings of the people dying. This is really dark, man. That's my my head. That is... That's where I'm at all the time. Wow. Um, okay. Wh- any other horror movies we should know about? Mm. Are you like a Suspiria kind of person? Like I do... I like Suspiria. I'm kind of excited for the new Suspiria. Mm. It's directed by the same guy who directed Call Me By Your Name. I know, but I'm, like, nervous because it's, like... Which is wacky, but apparently yeah. the trailer's, like, fucked up. Did you watch Mandy? No, and I was just going to bring it up because I... Mandy was fucking crazy. Like, it was, like, yeah. loony, but it was so good. Yeah? Um, okay, because I was like, should I see this? I don't know if it's going to be bad or... It's but... good. It's, like, psychedelic, like, crazy. I like that. But I'm it's... That. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um... I was trying to think of, like, new spooky horror movies. But I don't watch that many new movies lately. I do go to the theater a lot, though. I just have a terrible memory from, like, years of drug abuse. What's the last movie you saw? I wa- Last night, I watched a movie. Have you seen Dead Alive before? No. Do you know Peter Jackson? Like, Lord yeah, of the Rings yeah, Peter Jackson? Yeah. Do you know he was, like, a like shock exploitation filmmaker before those movies mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he did like meet the feebles and like he did in yes. 1989 or 91 or something like that he did dead alive which is even rotten tomatoes is like it's one of the goriest movies ever made oh maybe i have seen and it are they like, like in the kind of countryside but it's very like fake like yeah bloody. but like extreme yeah yeah, like, yeah it's extreme that. like zombie gore yeah i've seen that it was like there's like one I don't want to spoil it for all the listeners from 20 years ago <laughs> but <laughs> there's this crazy scene at the end um, where it's like somebody turns into this like crazy monster and it's really funny and disgusting 
but I, I, I remember seeing it. that. I watched that on a plane. <laughs> That's a wacky like, plane movie. Well, be, no, because my husband downloaded it. Oh, uh, okay. Before. It wasn't That's on like the plane. like me on the Amtrak, like sitting on the train watching my monsters. <laughs> it's like, why not? Oh, I guess we're uh, out of time. Okay, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for talking with me. You're very welcome. Sadcast is produced by Naomi Ryan and Sad Magazine, and we record at the Vancouver Public Library. And before we leave you, my song choice for today is from Vancouver band Jock Tears. They are self-described as a sensitive, sporty, and sassy four-piece, sweet and mean and everything in between. Their lead singer is Lauren Ray, who you may remember from our Secrets issue. She took some great photos of the band's Moo, Drums, and Aura Kogan um, for our best-kept musical secrets piece. So... Oh, and full disclosure, I'm on a softball team with the bassist, Loren, so go Diamond Dogs. Okay, but this is a really fun album, and um, you know I love a good spoken word intro. So here's the track, Jock Tears, from the band Jock Tears. Something about when a jock cries makes me want to cry too. It's sad and it's funny to see muscle men feel blue. They're meant to be so tough, but even sometimes they've had enough. Zero love on the courts, sporting old short shorts and icy coaching hockey. Getting knocked out like Rocky swing in the ring. Don't tell me there's no such thing. As a sensitive jock, tears in a headlock, a sensitive jock. Shoots, he doesn't score.